Welcome to the weekly Comic Web Old Time Radio Program podcast. We sell old time radio programs, Golden Age comics in PDF format, and we have other free podcasts. Visit comicweb.com for more information or find us on Facebook and iTunes. This week our podcast features five episodes of Mary Noble, Backstage Wife. It's a serialized soap opera type show, so we're just going to throw you into a storyline. Each episode is about ten minutes long, and they first aired around 1940. And now, Backstage Wife, the story of Mary Noble and what it means to be the wife of a famous star. A bright sunny morning in Rosehaven, Long Island, finds Mary Noble busy in her garden, kneeling on a pad and gently crumbling the earth around a bed of sturdy seedlings. She doesn't notice that Larry has come out through the French doors, crossed the terrace, and now stands hands deep in his pockets watching her. For several seconds he doesn't speak, then... Oh, Larry Noble, you nearly scared me to death. Why? I didn't know you were standing there, not till I turned around and saw you. Why didn't you say something when you came out? I didn't know I was supposed to go around announcing my presence everywhere. Hmm? Next thing you'll suggest I wear a bell. <laughs> I certainly will, if you come sneaking out like that again and scare the wits out of me. Maybe it's your conscience giving you a jab. My conscience? Uh-huh. What made you say that, Larry? Oh, just an idea... Call it a shot in the dark. <laughs> well, let me tell you that it missed its aim badly. Well, that's fine. What are you doing there? Oh, eating the petunias. I'm going to transplant them this afternoon if it stays nice. I think they're big enough. Oh, then I, uh, I take it you'll be home. Larry, of course I'll be home. What in the world is the matter with you this morning? Nothing. But you needn't take it so big. You do go away occasionally, you know. Well, of course I do. Why not? No reason at all, Mary. I only asked because I wanted to know whether you'd be here or visiting some of your friends. <laughs> I'll be right here, darling. I promise not to leave the grounds. Is that what you want me to say? Oh, it's up to you. I don't want to dictate to you in any way. Oh, I'm sure you don't, Larry. But I can't understand why you should be so cross on such a perfect morning. Don't you feel well? I feel fine. Oh, then you must be hungry. Didn't you have breakfast? Yes, I had breakfast. There's nothing wrong with me. I don't suppose you care how badly both you and Tom Bryson behaved toward Claudia Vincent last night. I don't think we behaved badly at all. Well, I do. She's very sensitive. And the way Tom Bryson kept needling her was inexcusable. Just because she's in a tough spot and doesn't have anyone to turn to is no reason why she ought to be badgered by everyone who hasn't anything better to do. Oh, now, Larry, you're exaggerating. Nobody was rude to Claudia last night when we all went out together after the theater. I disagree. Why, it's not like you to take Tom Bryson's kidding so seriously. You know how he is. He didn't mean anything at all. Tom can get too smart for his own good every once in a while. But what did he say that you objected to so much? It was his general tone. So superior, so condescending. Oh, that's not true, Larry. Of course it's true. I could tell by the way he looked at Claudia and then at me. As though he had some deep, inner information. I suppose you filled him in on everything you could say about Claudia. I told him how we met her. And about that mess at Rupert Barlow's house? Yes. I told him that she fired two shots at Rupert and that I pulled her off balance so that she missed. Oh, well, that's just fine, Mary. You wanted him to believe, I suppose, that Claudia deliberately tried to kill Rupert. I didn't say that, Larry. But it seems to me when a person carries a loaded gun... It's usually not just an ornament. If I had to deal with Rupert, I might do the same thing. 
You're convinced that Claudia Vincent has been robbed by Rupert Barlow and that she deserves our help so she can find some way out of her present trouble. Isn't that true? I had thought that she might be comfortable here. It seems to me little enough to ask. But I realize now that you're dead set against her and that in one way or another you'll make her so uncomfortable that she'll have to leave our house. Larry Noble, that isn't true. I've told you over and over that I'll do anything you say. If you want Claudia to stay here, even though you know as well as I do that it's going to infuriate Rupert Barlow, then it's up to you. And just why has Rupert taken on this tremendous importance? Why must we toady to his self-centered whims? There's no question of that, Larry. But I don't think it's very wise to antagonize Rupert just now. And he holds our whole life savings in his hands. Oh, I see. So that's it. Now we're getting back to the fact that I was a fool to try and make a deal with Rupert. Even though I did it so that you and Larry Jr. could go to Bermuda. Larry, please, I didn't say anything of the kind. Won't you try to be reasonable? I know why you tried to get Rupert's help for that trip, and I love you for it, darling. But wouldn't it be wiser just to try to be on amiable terms with him? At least until this is all settled? It seems to me you've taken over that department, Mary. What do you mean? Didn't you rush right over there to his place the other afternoon? Yes. Is that so terrible? It all depends on your point of view. Rupert Barlow doesn't have the most savory reputation with women, you know. You've already been mixed up in enough scandal and gossip where he's concerned. I don't see why you want to get yourself involved anymore. I had a reason for going there, Larry. Oh, I'm sure you did. The question is whether it was a sound reason in view of the existing gossip. If it comes to that... You haven't done too badly since Claudia Vincent moved here to visit us. You've managed to get our next-door neighbor, Florence Baker, into another of her waves of storytelling. Just when we were beginning to patch things up. Florence is a fool. She's a born troublemaker, and you know it. She can probably hear you across the hedge, Larry. I don't give a hang if she does hear me. I'm not concerned with Florence Baker. And I wish you wouldn't change the subject. I was talking about Rupert Barlow. Who suggested that you call Rupert's house to see if I was there? Whose bright idea was that? Claudia's? What? Well, certainly not. I just began to be worried. I wanted to make sure you were safe. What made you think I'd be at Rupert's? Does it matter? You did go there. Yes, I went there. I wanted to talk to him about our securities, about the deed to the house, and your insurance. I wanted to know how we stood. And what did you find out? Rupert Barlow will give me back all our papers any time I ask him to. He made it clear that he personally would pay any financial loss that would result from backing out of this deal now. And he'll be glad to give us back everything you turned over to him. Oh, how generous. How self-sacrificing. He'll give us back our securities, will he? Because you went to him and pleaded for mercy? Is that it? He wouldn't mind involving me in one of his shady deals and squeezing every penny out of me. But when you turn to him and smile... Or perhaps there were tears in your eyes. Then he wants to return it all. Indicating, of course, that he's sorry you're married to such a weak, stupid man who sends you out to try to get back the securities for his disastrous investments. Well, let me tell you right here and now, Mary, that I don't intend Good to have anything morning, to... Good morning, everybody. Oh, isn't it a glorious day? Good morning. I simply couldn't stay in bed a minute longer. Hello, Claudia. Oh, and there you are again, busy in your flower garden. What a lovely picture you make, my dear. Your face flushed from the exertion. Did you to Phoebe about breakfast, Claudia? Well, bless you, my dear. I don't need a thing. I just came straight out here, well, oh, just to be in that sun. 
didn't want you to go to any barber for me. Well, perhaps just a cup of coffee and some fruit juice. That's all I want. I'll get it for you, Claudia. If you'd like to have it out here. Oh, that'll be lovely, dear. Larry. Huh? Is... Is something wrong? Wrong? No. Why? <laughs> just the way Mary looked. Did I interrupt an important conversation? No, it's nothing. Nothing at all. Well, I heard you two talking out here, and I thought you were just enjoying yourselves. I do hope I haven't been a nuisance. Forget it. I tell you, it's nothing. Well, I do so want to be a good guest, Larry, because I truly appreciate what you've done for me. You'll never know how badly I needed a friend at the time that I met you. I can't get over it, Larry. It always makes me cry when I think about it. Oh, please don't cry now, Claudia. For goodness sake, everything's quite all right. And we're delighted to have you with us. <laughs> how charmingly you say that, Larry. And how untrue I know that it is. You see, I'm not entirely blind. Mary hates having me here. She won't be happy until the day I pack up and leave for good. Larry starts to protest, but Claudia just smiles at him and looks quickly away. Would it appear that a storm is brewing unless something is done about the present situation? So be sure to be listening tomorrow to Backstage Wife, the story of Mary Noble and her husband Larry Noble, famous Broadway star. And now Backstage Wife, the story of Mary Noble and what it means to be the wife of a famous star. Ever since the day when Larry impulsively invited Claudia Vincent to visit them at their home in Rosehaven, Long Island, the Noble household has been in a state of turmoil. For Larry is trying to justify his decision whereas Mary is getting to dislike this glamorous young woman intensely. Right now, we find Mary and her good friend Maud Marlowe in the pantry, where Mary's arranging flowers for the house. And we hear... Well, it seems to me all the flowers are rather late this year. Or is it just because I don't remember? I think it is a late season, Maud. Usually the peonies are in full bloom by now. And this year they're just beginning to come out. Mmm, my, but don't they smell good, Mary. Mm. There's nothing quite so fresh and clean as the smell of peonies right out of the garden. Yes. I wonder if I can make these lilacs last another day or two. They're beginning to wilt. It's the last we'll have. I think if I cut the stems and bruise the ends and put them into water, they'll be all right. Don't ask me. I'm like Larry. What I don't know about gardens would fill a book. <laughs> oh, do you want me to help you carry those in? Oh, I'm not quite ready, Maud. Just let me fill these two vases with water, and then... Oh, I declare this pantry smells like a flower shop. Oh, it is nice. Now, are you ready? Just as soon as I give these hours the last touch, Maud. Maybe you ought to leave them right here and draw up a couple of chairs in the pantry and spend the day. That isn't such a bad idea, Maud. I'm getting so that I look about me cautiously before I go anywhere around here lately. Oh, speaking of that, Mary, just where is your lovely house guest, Claudia Vincent, at this moment? Larry took her to the village. She had some errands to do. My, how sweet. Isn't it nice for her to have such a considerate host? Oh, Maud, I don't know what to do about Claudia. You ought to put your foot down and tell Larry you simply will not let her stay here. But I can't very well do that. Well, why not? Isn't this your house? Your home? Yes, Maud. But it's Larry's home, too. And he's the one who invited Claudia. 
Oh, how I wish I'd never suggested driving over to Rupert Barlow's place that day while Claudia was there. It was all my fault. I still don't see why you have to allow that woman to move in here and behave as if she intended spending the rest of her life. It's ridiculous. When I spoke to Larry about it, he reminded me of the time I took George Taggart in with us and what a lot of trouble that stirred up. Well, I don't see the logic in that, Mary. Seems to me it's all the more reason you shouldn't be caught in the same trap again. Oh, it's no use, Maud. I simply can't say anything to Larry about Claudia. Particularly right now. Why not right now? Because of Rupert Barlow. Well, I don't follow that at all. Larry knows that I went over to Oyster Bay to talk to Rupert the other afternoon. He phoned me there and learned that I had just left. Well, really, this is getting most peculiar. Mary, what made you go there in the first place, and what in the world induced Larry to call you? I wanted to talk to Rupert about the securities of R.Z. Holmes. Now that Larry invited Claudia to come here to visit, it means that Larry believes her story and not Rupert's. Larry thinks Claudia is telling the truth when she says Rupert stole her family fortune some years back. Oh, that's a bit awkward, isn't it? When Rupert Barlow holds the deed to this house and Larry's life insurance. It's far worse than that. I couldn't bear it till I found out what Rupert meant to do. Well, and what did you find out? Rupert offered to return the papers to me any time. Oh, well, at least that worry is over then. I don't think so. You, you mean you didn't bring them back with you? Oh, he didn't have them there, Maud. He said he'd get them for me any time. He was terribly nice about everything. Well, then I wouldn't worry, Mary. When I told Larry, he was furious. Well, why should he be? Because Rupert said he would personally accept the loss it would mean if he picked up the securities right now, before this mysterious business deal is settled. Oh, I see. Mm. Oh, it's all very confusing, Maud. Evidently, Rupert told Larry that there was no risk involved at all. He persuaded Larry to go in with him on this deal to make a quick profit, enough to send Larry Jr. and me to Bermuda. At least, that was Larry's understanding. According to Rupert, it's not quite as simple as that. Well, I can well believe it. I never heard of a business deal that was that easy. I wish I had. Larry doesn't want me to get those securities if it means accepting a special favor from Rupert. Well, you go ahead and get them all the same, Mary. The idea. I wouldn't let my pride stand between me and all the property you saved over the years. Oh, I don't know what to do, Maud. Larry is terribly mad at me for getting mixed up in this thing. And I think he's probably right. If I just let him settle it, we wouldn't have Claudia Vincent here today. Just the same, Mary. The sooner you send her packing, the better it will be. I can't. Not as long as Larry is being stubborn about it. Oh, do you actually think for one minute that Larry Noble is taken in by that obvious creature with all her simpering and her put-on helplessness? Oh, I don't know, Maud. She's very lovely looking. Even I have to admit that. And she does play up to Larry all the time. Oh, ridiculous. Well, you'd think he'd have more sense. I think I heard a car drive. Anybody home? Out here in the pantry, Larry. Oh, fixing flowers, huh? Hi, Maud. Good morning, Larry. Well, you're up and about in good time. Yes, I promised to drive Claudia down to the village. Oh, didn't she come back with you? No, she's having her hair done, one thing and another. I said I'd come back for her in two hours. How nice. The Larry Noble Taxi Service. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. How's the new play coming on, Maud? <laughs> Nothing new about it yet, Larry. I'm signed for the part, and we'll start rehearsal sometime in August. 
for an early fall opening. Well, good for you. I'm glad you landed that part. You ought to be a smash hit. Oh, I wonder. Every time I think about it now, I get nervous chills. Well, you'll get over that when you start working. Oh, I hope so. Gee, I wish Claudia could get a break like that. Claudia? Claudia? Well, yes, what's so strange about that? Well, is she trying to get on stage? Well, she'd like to. She'd like it more than anything. Well, has she ever done anything? Well, not much professionally, but she is good. How do you know? She's been reading with me a few times. Oh? Yeah, she's exceptionally good. Too bad she can't break in. Has she tried, Larry? Oh, honey, you know what it is to get into a play on Broadway. Well, at least she could go into New York and start the rounds. She certainly can't get anywhere staying here in Rosehaven. Well, I don't know. You can never tell about those things. Does that mean that you're going to try to help her get a start, Larry? Larry? Does it? Use your influence? Oh, I haven't decided yet. I just don't know what I ought to do. I think I'll go outside for a bit now. Well, so that's how it stands. You see, Maud, she's got him absolutely spellbound. But look out, dear, you're splashing water all over. I don't care. And this same morning, wealthy Rupert Barlow is standing with his man, Victor, the end of the pier in New York Harbor, where the luxury liner from Bermuda is due to arrive any minute. Could we hear? Confound it all. What did they take me for, a hired chauffeur? Cabling that they'll arrive this morning by ship instead of by plane as they intended. Sure, you such blasted nerve in your life, Victor. Well, you didn't need to come in all the way from Long Island yourself, Mr. Barlow. I could have picked them up and brought them out the car. Nonsense. I don't propose to have them arrive unexpectedly. I want to have a look at this upstart. I want to meet him face to face right here on the pier. Before I allow him to come down to my home at Oyster Bay and thrust himself on me. Julia Dixon has no right to inflict visitors on me as if I were running a boarding house. Uh, maybe she's invited this young guy to stay with her. Stay where? In her cottage on the grounds. There's room enough. What? Well, that's the most brazen, preposterous idea you've ever suggested, Victor. I never heard of such a thing. Now, now, listen, boy. I don't want to hear any more such talk. If Julia's decided for some reason to allow this wretched young upstart to accompany her home from Bermuda... And I'll put up with him for a few days just to humor her. <laughs> I know what you mean. Maybe he won't look so good to Miss Julia back here at home. But he was plenty good looking down there in bathing trunks. You should have seen the women look at him. It's absurd. I always thought Julia was a sensible woman. Maybe that's been her trouble, Mr. Barlow. What are you talking about, Victor? Maybe she's been too sensible. Looking after your place like she's done, working like a dog for you all these ten years, just because you always said you'd marry her. Well, maybe when you ran out on her in Bermuda, she kind of changed her mind about everything back home. Victor, you, you don't know what you're talking about. Well, could be. With this young guy trailing after, you never know. Where the devil is that ship? It's right out there, boss. The tugs are bringing it in now. Rupert Barlow stands on the end of the pier in more of a state of worry than he's known for some years. Suppose his faithful Julia Dixon should turn away from him. What then? 
You'll be sure to be listening tomorrow to Backstage Wife, the story of Mary Noble and her husband Larry Noble, famous Broadway star. And now Backstage Wife, the story of Mary Noble and what it means to be the wife of a famous star. Rupert Barlow, wealthy man about town and financial backer of Larry's present Broadway play, is suddenly faced with a situation he would never have believed possible. Today he's standing on the pier watching the luxury liner from Bermuda dock. He's here because of a cable from Julia Dixon, his faithful housekeeper and secretary for more than ten years. As the ship is made fast, he scans the faces of the passengers on deck, trying to pick out Julia. But so far, he's had no success, and this fact adds to his dismay. Keeping his place in the crowd of cheering, chattering people on the pier, he orders his man, Victor... I can't see her anywhere, Victor. I searched everyone's face. She just isn't on deck. After all the trouble I've taken after driving all the way in from Long Island to meet her and this young whippersnapper she's had the nerve to bring back with her. See if you can get through the crowd and find her, Victor. Get on board if necessary. I'm absolutely jammed in here. Go on, go on, hurry. I'm not going to spend the rest of my life in this confounded pier. What's the matter, friend? Can't you uh, find your girl? What? What did you say? I said take it easy. You'll find her. They always show up sooner or later. I'm not interested in your philosophical observations, my good man. I'm here in this absurd crowd to meet a passenger. <laughs> what do you think I'm doing? Sightseeing? I'm not interested in your problems. Okay, I was just trying to be friendly. If you want to be an old sourpuss, go ahead. Hey, you think you've got troubles? What about me? I'm expecting my wife and her two sisters and her three kids all coming back to the apartment. <laughs> you should see the place. Boy, will they have a surprise. Confounded, I don't see them anywhere. Maybe they didn't take this boat after all. Maybe they changed their minds. Well, don't let it get you down, friend. There's always another boat. You... Oh, there she is. Hey, Myra. Here, look over here. Hey, Myra. Heaven's name, do you have to yell like that and shout? I'm oh, sorry. I got to get through. What? Right over here, Myra. Stay where you are. I'll get through. <sighs> Still no sign of Julia. This is a trick. If she got me here just to pay me back for leaving her in Bermuda... And in Rosehaven, Long Island, Claudia Vincent, Mary Noble's unwelcome house guest, has just returned to the house after several hours at the beauty parlor in the village. Behind her is Larry. And as the front door closes, we hear... Anybody home? We're in here, Larry, in the living room. I'm writing some notes. Oh, my dear Mary, how lovely the flowers look. How fresh and good everything smells. Oh, and what a blessed relief after that horrible beauty parlor. You better sit down and relax for a bit, Claudia. Mm, indeed I will, Larry. Oh, oh, this is glorious. I don't believe I'll ever have the energy to move again. <laughs> Might as well stay where you're comfortable. Lunch will be ready in less than half an hour. Good. I'm absolutely famished. I declare if I stay here much longer, I'll lose my figure entirely. Everything tastes so good. Honey, I'm afraid I won't be able to stay for lunch. Oh, Larry, why not? I've got to get right into New York. It's matinee day, you know. Oh, yes, darling, of course. That's why we're having an early lunch, but... Surely you can stay and have something. No, I'm afraid not, dear. I really ought to get in at once. As a matter of fact, I should have left some time ago. I have a couple of interviews scheduled. You know what that means. Oh, my dear. You're making me feel like an absolute beast. You, Claudia, why? Well, I asked you to drive me to the village and then come after me. Oh, nonsense. And here I've made you late for your interview. Well, I'll just never forgive myself. Larry, you should have told me at once. But you had nothing to do with it. I still have plenty of time. 
It's only that I ought to get started. Oh, can't I get you just a little something, Larry, before you leave? No, I'd rather not, Connie. Honestly, I, I want to get started. I can always send out for something if I feel like it after I get to the theater. Well, if you really must. I wish I'd known I could have had your lunch earlier. Well, how could he have eaten earlier when he was driving me all about? Oh, I'm, I'm really ashamed. You're far too sweet, Larry. I swear I don't see how you bear up under all the things you have to do. And that terrible drive back and forth from New York. If I were a famous star, let me tell you, I'd have everybody waiting on me day and night. I'm sure you would, Claudia. Well, I've got to go. I'll see you all later, if you're still up. I'll be pretty late, though. I'll wait up for you, Larry. I know that Mary will be tired after a day of looking after things here, but, well, I'll take a long beauty nap this afternoon so that I'll be wide awake and fresh as a daisy when you get home. And then we can have a nice long talk. Fine. So long, then. Got to get going now. Goodbye, dear. Uh, isn't he simply wonderful, Mary? Yes, I think so. How in the world did you ever get him? Well, he just happened to fall in love with me, I guess. Of course, my dear. Oh, I wasn't being catty. I only meant... Well, with half the women in the world simply mad about him, how did he ever bring himself to marry, to, to settle down? Larry likes living at home. He likes to have his family about. Now, isn't that sweet of him? And yet, there must be times when he gets restless. A man like Larry wouldn't be human if he didn't. And he's so very, very human. Claudia, uh, have you decided what you're going to do? Do? About what, dear? About Rupert Barlow in particular. Do you know that just being here these few short days, I've almost put Rupert Barlow out of my mind? Isn't that rather wonderful? I suppose so. And yet, since you were so determined to settle the matter of your family fortune, I wondered. I was reckless and foolish. I realize that now. When I thought about how Rupert Barlow had deliberately victimized Mother and me years ago and stolen every penny of the estate my father left for our security, I just saw red. I was determined to make him do something to repay me for all those years of poverty and hardship. Yes, I know. Uh, what I meant was... And so I went straight to his home in Oyster Bay, and I moved right in while he was away in Bermuda. I'm rather surprised that the servants permitted you to do that. I don't suppose they would, my dear. But you see, the cook remembered my mother and me so well. She's been with Rupert for years, and so, of course, she said it would be quite all right. I see. I simply waited till Rupert returned. Of course, he was furious, but right then I didn't care. I was going to face him down, make him give me back at least part of the money that he'd stolen. Don't you realize that Rupert might have handled you far more severely, Claudia? I mean to say, he might have insisted that you leave. He might even have resorted to calling the police. <laughs> and have a royal scandal break into all the papers? Uh-uh. I dared him to do that, Mary. He wanted to. Oh, don't think he allowed me to remain because of any sense of chivalry. He just didn't dare call my bluff. I'm not surprised when you threatened violence. Well, what can a woman in my position do against a man like Rupert, with all the wealth and power he has behind him? I don't know, Claudia. But I doubt if resorting to a gun is the answer. Well, I didn't intend to shoot him, only to frighten him. I was desperate. If you hadn't pulled me off my balance, the shots would have been far more off their mark. I had no idea you were standing just outside the door. I only came to see why you two hadn't returned to the other room. And ever since, you've been trying to convince your husband that I'm a dangerous character. Isn't that so, Mary? No, that isn't true at all. 
Do you believe I'd have shot Rupert? Do you? I don't know. To me, loaded guns usually mean violence. And if I had, do you think I could have gained anything by that? Could I have ever got him to do anything for me if I'd killed him? I've told you, Claudia, I don't know what your motives were. I only know that I'm sorry we got involved in any of this. So sorry you can scarcely bear it till I pack up and leave. I haven't said anything of the sort, Claudia. But your eyes show it. Your whole bearing. You've succeeded in making everyone else in the house share your views. All except one, my dear Mary. All except Larry. He believes in me. He knows that I'm innocent of any wrongdoing. And he's given me a haven for a short time so that I can heal my bruised spirit and go forth to battle again. That sounds very dramatic, Claudia. But you still haven't answered my question. What are your plans? If you don't intend to carry on your fight with Rupert Barlow, what then? Has Rupert persuaded you to sound me out? Is that it? Of course not. I believe I have some right to know. Why? Because you've allowed me to stay here against your will? Because you know that your husband would be angry if you turned me out? Because you're infatuated with Rupert Barlow and wouldn't do anything to offend him? Do any of those things give you the right to know my immediate plans? Mary's so angry, she returns to her letters, unable to control herself enough to speak. But she thinks... If only Larry were here to see how Claudia really is. She reveals herself to me. But how different she is when Larry is present. Be sure to be listening tomorrow to Backstage Wife. The story of Mary Noble and her husband Larry Noble, famous Broadway star. And now, Backstage Wife, the story of Mary Noble and what it means to be the wife of a famous star. Out of a sense of deep personal outrage, mixed with curiosity, Rupert Barlow, wealthy man about town and financial backer of Larry's present Broadway play, has been standing for over an hour on a pier in New York Harbor, watching the luxury liner from Bermuda come in because it is supposed to be bringing Julia Dixon back. Ordinarily, this wouldn't provoke Rupert to such effort. But his long-suffering Julia, who has waited for ten long years for him to keep his promise to marry her, is returning from Bermuda with a handsome young man. This unprecedented behavior is what has Rupert forcing his way through the milling crowd. Presently, his man Victor comes up to him, and we hear... Victor, in heaven's name, where have you been? I've been trapped in this infernal mob for hours. I was just trying to get a look at the other end of the ship, Mr. Barlow. See if I could spot Miss Julia and that boyfriend of hers. Don't refer to that fellow in such a vulgar way. Okay, boss, only I don't see him. Lots of passengers have got off already. You don't think this is some trick, do you, Victor? Gee, I don't know, boss. Don't look so good. I swear she isn't standing on deck anywhere. I'd recognize her. Even if I didn't, I'd spot that man of hers. Got that real light yellow hair, you know? Looks like a regular movie star. All right, spare me the details about this Adonis. If they aren't on this ship, let me tell you, Julia Dixon will have something to worry about. I don't propose to be made a fool of when I've come all the way in from Long Island to meet this confounded ship. Oh, don't look so good. I'd expect them to be standing right on deck trying to see us. You'd think they'd be almost the first ones off. Maybe they missed the boat or something, Mr. Barlow. How can you miss a boat in a small place like Bermuda? Don't be ridiculous, Victor. Well, I was just trying to figure it. Well, we better try to push our way back to the car and get away from this place. Okay. Oh, hey, wait. 
What? There they are. Look, boss, that's them all right. Where? I don't see them. Follow where I'm pointing, see? That's Miss Julia, all right. You're out of your mind. That's not Miss Julia. Sure it is, boss. You don't know how she's changed. Got her a whole flock of new clothes down there. Come on. We better let them know we're here. Well, I'll be hanged. It is Julia. Why, I wouldn't have recognized her. She looks fine. I must say this trip has done her good. She looks positively ravishing. <laughs> Thanks to the young boyfriend, if you ask me. I told you before, Victor, I will not tolerate that kind of talk. All right, Mr. Barlow. Come on, or you'll miss them entirely. They're heading out that other way. Well, stop them. We don't want to let them get away after all this trouble we've had. Miss Julia! Miss Julia, wait a minute! Miss Julia! Is that the man? That child? That's him, boys. He ain't no child. Hey, they see us now. Okay, you follow me. I'll run interference with this crowd. Watch you don't trip over any baggage. See, they're waiting over there. This isn't the most ridiculous performance. What am I to say to her? And uh, that absurd young man. I had no idea you'd come to meet us. Now, bless your heart if that isn't sweet. Hello, Julia. Uh, did you have a nice trip back? Oh, it was heavenly, smooth as glass, and the most glorious moon. Oh, I could hardly bear to get off that ship. And so I noticed. You were practically the last ones off. Well, we did that on purpose instead of fighting through all that crowd. I had no idea you'd be here, Rupert. I can't get over it. You must have got up at dawn to make it in time. Well, did you wait simply ages? It was long enough, you may be sure of that. Oh, it was sweet. And you, Victor? Well, right on the spot as usual. Oh, Miss Julia, so you finally got back, huh? Boss here has been having a fit waiting for you. <laughs> I don't believe a word of it, but it's nice to hear you say that. Oh, if only you'd stayed, Rupert. It was so lovely in Bermuda. And I met the most delightful people. So I understand. Where is this young man who was with you a minute ago? Has he run out on you already? <laughs> Oliver? Oh, no chance of that. He went to see about our luggage. He'll be right back. I don't understand about this, Julia. I think it's very high-handed of you, and besides, now, I... Now, Rupert, please. Don't let Oliver hear you. He's very sensitive. Oh, sensitive? Well, he is. He wouldn't dream of visiting you like this, except that, well, right now it's utterly impossible to get money out of the Empire, you know, and... He did so want to see something of New York. Well, if he wants to see New York, why does he come to Long Island and inflict himself on us? Now, Rupert, please. I wouldn't have his feelings hurt for the world. Well, well if you're going to be rude to him, then I'll take him straight to some hotel here in New York. Good. That sounds like a first-rate idea to me. Very well. Then please don't you or Victor bother about us. We'll manage quite well. What do you mean, we? Well, you don't believe I desert Oliver now, do you? After inviting him to come here? What do you propose to do, Julia? Well, don't worry about me, Rupert. I'll manage. I'll find suitable accommodation. But, Julia... Oliver will be back any minute. You just run along. Well, I don't want anyone to be rude to him or hurt his feelings. I'll look after him myself until he leaves. Well, I won't have it, Julia. I want you back home. I need you at Oyster Bay. But you must see, my dear, that... Well, I can't possibly go back unless you promise to be friendly and nice to Oliver. <laughs> Hang it all, Julia. Well, it's I... no use arguing, Rupert. He's my guest. I invited him to come back with me. And I mean to see that he has a lovely time. Well, after all, it's only fair since he was so absolutely charming to me in Bermuda. <laughs> what are you laughing at, you idiot? It's sorry, boss. All, all right, Julia, bring him along. 
You promise to be sweet, Rupert? All right, all right, all right. What do you want me to do, sign a written pledge? I only want you to be sweet, dear. Oh, here he comes now. Now, you be sure you absolutely don't hurt his feelings. Here you are, my dear. Well, I, I do believe everything's in order. I, I feel most awfully excited. Sailing into New York Harbor, seeing that colossal skyline. Oh, I knew you'd be thrilled, Oliver. I want you to meet Rupert Barlow. Oh, he's here? Uh, oh, oh, I see. He drove all the way in from Long Island to meet us. Wasn't that sweet? Oh, I say, yes, indeed. Uh, Rupert, this is my very dear friend, Oliver Wilson. I know you two are going to be great friends. How do you do, Wilson? Oh, this is a great treat, sir. Julia's told me so much about you, I glimpsed you for a moment myself while you were in Bermuda, but the next thing I knew you were gone. <laughs> Not that I was sorry, I can tell you, because it has allowed me to get acquainted with Julia. Yes, I see. Well, uh, Victor will attend to your baggage. We may as well go out to the car. Oh, don't you wish me to assist your man, sir? We have quite a few pieces of luggage. Oh, I bought such a lot. I knew it was extravagant of me, but I couldn't help it. And Oliver was so flattering. Just give Victor your baggage checks. He'll attend to it all. Oh, yes, sir. They're right here. Oh, I say this is great. Absolutely first rate. I, I never thought I'd find myself here in New York with such a charming companion. Remember, Julia, you promised to show me everywhere. The Statue of Liberty, the Empire State Building. Of course. And we'll take the boat around Manhattan and the theaters. Oliver, we'll simply gorge ourselves on plays. Wonderful. <laughs> Don't you think I'm lucky, sir, to have such a delightful lady to show me about? I think we'd better get out of the car. At once. And at this same time, Larry Noble is driving from his Rosehaven, Long Island home to the theater in New York, where he is currently starred in a hit play. But his thoughts are not on the play as he skims along the road, for he's hearing the conversation he had yesterday with Mary out in the garden back of their house when she called. I did go to Rupert Barlow's house, Larry. I can't see why you should have wanted to check up on me to find out where I was. I'd have told you. I was anxious about you, Mary. You were gone so long. And besides, if it comes to that, you didn't tell me. You didn't say a word when you got back. I wanted to tell you alone. Claudia Vincent was with you when I returned. Oh, so it's all Claudia Vincent's fault. Why you have it in for that woman, I'll never know. Hasn't she had enough trouble with Rupert Barlow stealing every penny of her family's fortune? You have only her word for that, Larry. It's her word against Rupert's. Oh, naturally, you'd side with Rupert. Naturally, you'd take his part. I don't know why you say that, Larry. Well, then I'll tell you. Rupert has been infatuated with you for months. He's run after you. Even followed you to Bermuda. Or at least so he thought until he discovered Julia Dixon on the ship in your place. And all the time you claimed that you had no interest in the man. That you didn't encourage him at all. Don't you believe that? I don't know what to believe. When you run to him every time you have the chance... That's not true, Larry. I drove over there to his home because I wanted to ask him a very important question. What was it? I wanted to know what he was going to do about our securities which he holds. The deed to our house and your life insurance. Well, what did he say? Rupert offered to return them to me whenever I asked for them. And to pocket the loss himself. Pocket the loss? What loss? He promised that there would be no risk. That he'd put me in for a share of a fabulous big business deal. The deal isn't finished, Larry. It isn't settled. But Rupert offered to return our securities any time I asked for them. Larry's jaw sets as he remembers the conversation with Mary. 
afraid she'll obligate herself to Rupert Barlow, whom Larry now thoroughly distrusts. Well, be sure to be listening tomorrow to Backstage Wife, the story of Mary Noble and her husband Larry Noble, famous Broadway star. And now Backstage Wife, the story of Mary Noble and what it means to be the wife of a famous star. Since Larry so impulsively invited Claudia Vincent to visit his home in Rosehaven, Long Island as house guest, he is now faced with the necessity of justifying this act. For it's obvious that Mary is anything but pleased with the idea, knowing as she does that Claudia is bound to make trouble between the nobles and Rupert Barlow, wealthy backer of Larry's present Broadway play. Right now we find Larry in his dressing room at the Hamilton Theater just off Broadway. And as he relaxes in an easy chair between acts, we hear... Come in. Hello, Larry. Are you busy? Not at all, Sheila. Come in. Have a cigarette. I want to talk to you, Larry, if you're sure it won't disturb you. I don't see why it should, Sheila. You sound as though you're worried about something. I am. Well, what's the trouble? Play seems to be doing well, and you've been getting a big hand at every performance. Oh, it isn't the play, Larry. I mean to say the play's just as good as it ever was, and I'm very lucky to be in the cast. But right now, I wish I'd never been picked for the part. Well, that's a, that's a very strange way to feel, Sheila. There are hundreds of actresses who'd give their eye teeth to be in your shoes. I know it. I ought to be very grateful. Instead of that, I've been racking my brain trying to think of some way of getting out of my contract without being blacklisted in all the producers' books. You want to get out of the play? But why? I'm in love, Larry. <laughs> well, all right, so you're in love. Lots of theater people have been in love. Are still in love. I don't quite see how that changes anything. Well, you see, I want to get married. All right, why not? I can't. Not as long as I'm in this play. Oh, I see. Your young man doesn't care for the stage, is that it? Well, not entirely. But you see, he's going to Europe. He'll be gone the entire summer, and he wants us to be married and go together. And I'm absolutely crazy to go. If only I could get out of the play... I've got the run of the play contract, Larry. You know what that means. If I broke that, I'd never have another chance. And if I stick it out, then I'll have to give up our wedding. Mm-hmm. I see what you mean, Sheila. You're in something of a spot. You're... You're pretty sure you'd like to be married to this chap. I'm absolutely mad about him, Larry. He's the most wonderful man I've ever met. Well, I wish I could help you, Sheila, but I... Don't quite see how. Oh, I know it's impossible. There just isn't any answer. I'm stuck, and it means my whole future. Yet I, I just can't walk out on a contract. I've worked far too long for a break in the theater to just toss it aside. But Don doesn't understand that, Larry. I can't make him see it. He just thinks I don't love him enough. But that isn't it. You understand that, don't you? Why, sure, Sheila. But then, I've been on the stage for a good many years seems the most logical thing in the world to me. Oh, I know it's utterly impossible to work this out. Have you said anything to Harold Ramsey? Oh, I haven't dared, Larry. Harold Ramsey is an absolute angel about most things, but he certainly wouldn't like this. No producer wants to see his play pulled apart when it's doing so well at the box office. Yes, you're perfectly right there. And yet, he might be willing if we could find just the right person to take your place. Oh, he wouldn't agree, Larry. I haven't the faintest idea who to suggest. Have you? Is there someone you have in mind? I don't quite know, Sheila. It's only the beginning of an idea. You give me a little time to think about it. 
Maybe I can figure out a way to get Ramsey to let you off for the summer. Oh, Larry, if only you could. You just don't know what it would mean to me. I've been nearly going crazy these last couple of weeks. Every night I practically cry myself to sleep. Oh, do try to think of something, Larry. You're so clever. <laughs> well, thanks, Sheila. But flattery will get you nowhere. Oh, I wasn't trying to flatter you. Do you think maybe it would be a good idea to put the question up to Mary? Your wife always seems to be able to find a way to help her friends. She just might... No, 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 Sheila. In this particular case, I don't think Mary could be much help. In fact, I don't think it would be a good idea at all to consult her until... until I've tried to develop this idea of mine. Well, whatever you say, Larry. But please, please try to think of something. It'll be right there. How about it, Sheila? Ready for the last act? I guess so. As ready as I'll ever be now. Okay, then. Let's go. And this same evening, we find Mary at home in Rosehaven, Long Island, sitting in the living room with Madame Maud Marlowe, her good friend. And as the two continue their conversation... I tell you, Maud, I just don't know how much longer I can stand it to have Claudia Vincent staying here, playing up to Larry in that outrageous way, behaving as though she were living in a private club or hotel. Well, she certainly dug herself in nicely, Mary. Just what does she have to say about her future plans? I asked her point-blank about that. I know it was a dreadful thing to do, Maud, but I couldn't help it. What did she have to say? She was very vague. When I asked what she meant to do about Rupert Barlow, she just turned on me and said, what could she do against his wealth and power? You mean she's not going to try to dig any money out of Rupert? I don't know, Maud. I can't get anything definite out of her. She's got Larry positively hypnotized. He's convinced that she's telling the truth. He believes that Rupert actually stole Claudia's personal fortune and that she has every right to make him repay her. That makes it just lovely, doesn't it? With Rupert holding your own personal securities. I tried to make Larry see that, but it only makes him furious. When I told him that Rupert offered to give me back the deed to our house and Larry's insurance and to pocket any loss he would sustain, Larry absolutely blew up. Well, Mary... If I were you, I'd just tell Rupert to give you those papers, and I wouldn't say anything more about it. Oh, I couldn't do that, Maud. I just couldn't. It wouldn't be fair to Larry. Well, you do as you think best. But I can't see how Claudia Vincent's presence here is going to do any of you any good. <sighs> oh, I'm glad you can stay a while longer, Maud. If your play was going into rehearsal right away, I don't know what I'd do. Well, I'll be here till sometime in August. And we ought to be able to do something about your indolent house guest by then. Oh, isn't it about time she was getting back? I don't know. She went to a late movie in the village. Then I suppose she means to sit up till Larry gets back tonight. Oh, yes. Hmm. She took a nap for several hours this afternoon so that she'd be fresh and wide awake. How sweet of her. I also suppose she suggested that you won't need to stay up. Yes. As a matter of fact, she did, Mort. Hmm. And I'm going to take her at her word. I'm not going to sit up grimly just to outweigh her. If Larry enjoys her company so much, he can have it. I'm going to bed in just a few minutes. Uh, I'll go, too. You want me to bring you a glass of milk? I'm going to the kitchen to get a little something. No, thanks, Mort. I'll just go with you. All right, then. Oh, no use leaving all these lights on. Don't turn out too many. Oh, I imagine Claudia can see very well in the dark. She has cat's eyes. Come along, Mary. And at his luxurious home in nearby Oyster Bay, Rupert Barlow's in his upstairs suite. 
His man, Victor, is with him. Confounded, Victor. How much of this am I supposed to put up with? Uh, I wouldn't know, Mr. Barlow. That young guy Miss Julia brought back with her from Bermuda certainly knows how to make himself comfortable. Hmm. My own special cigars. My best brandy. He's got his nerve. I tell you, I don't like that fellow. He's up to no good. You may be right, but I, uh, I wonder if Miss Julia will ever agree. What the devil does he mean behaving as he does toward her? Flattering her beyond all endurance, making absurd sheep's eyes. I wouldn't say she didn't enjoy it, Mr. Barlow. Well, if the fellow's a fortune hunter, then he's due for a rude awakening when he learns that Julia Dixon hasn't a dime. Well, she saved a pretty good little fortune all these ten years. How do you know? I just know. She never spent a dime. So now with this young guy, well, maybe she'll hook him at that. Well, I won't have it, do you hear? I won't allow Julia Dixon to make a fool of herself. She belongs right here. She's got everything just as she likes it here. Besides, I couldn't get along without her. Why, she manages everything for me. She's she's indispensable to this household. Well, I guess about the only way you can get her over this young fella is to get married, boss. You keep still. I don't need any advice from you. The whole thing is preposterous. Oliver Wilson. Who is he? Who ever heard of him? What's he up to? Taking my car and going for a drive. Of all the nerve. And calling me sir, as if I were his grandfather. I'm not that old, Victor. And hang it all, I won't have him being so confounded respectful toward me. Rupert Barlow walks over to the window, looks out into the night with its stars and the waning moon. His mood is blacker than ever. Be sure to be listening Monday to Backstage Wife. The story of Mary Noble and her husband, Larry Noble, famous Broadway star. And now, Backstage Wife, the story of Mary Noble and what it means to be the wife of a famous star. As stated in the tagline that begins each episode, this series is about Mary Noble, an Iowa girl who moved to New York and met and married a matinee idol. The stories detailed the trials and tribulations of her inordinately exciting, typically soap opera existence. On an average day, Mary deals with assorted villains, homicides, blackmail, and vicious, jealousy-crazed rivals, while from the sidelines she is forced to endure the never-ending pursuit of her husband by ambitious and lovesick starlets. The series ran from 1935 to January of 1959 and was conceived and written by Hummert Radio Productions, the soap opera Mystery Factory created and led by the team of Frank and Ann Hummert, authors of the earlier successful series Just Plain Bill and Betty and Bob. The Hummerts were also responsible for a large number of other radio programs, including Mr. Keene, Mr. Chameleon, Manhattan Merry-Go-Round, The Romance of Helen Trent, Stella Dallas, and Ma Perkins. Vivian Friedel, who originated the role, plays Mary in the episodes that we have, which were first broadcast from 1939 to 1941. In the earlier years of the show's association with NBC, the role of Larry Noble, Mary's not-so-faithful husband, is played by, Keith, by Ken Griffin. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week.